to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer, and today I get to speak with one of my best friends ever in the whole wide world, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Kubota. Hey, brother, how you doing? I am so happy and honored to be here, <laughs> Jed. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people that you are the whole package. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're gonna wonder how you know that. Well, oh well. <laughs> here's here is what I mean by the whole package. You're a great speaker, like you you're really good on stage. You got a great stage presence. You are a fantastic educator. You like really know your stuff, and you know lots of stuff both behind the camera and in post and beyond uh, business. The whole the whole gamut. You're you actually are a really great photographer. Like you know how to shoot, um, <laughs> and do great post work. Yeah. You, well, it's not always there. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're and you're an amazing dude. Like the four, the big four. You got you got all of it. And so that's that's how I talk about you behind your back. Ooh. Just so you know. Now I'm oh. doing it to your face. That's quite an honor, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> you deserve every bit of it. Um, um your your what you wanted to talk about was intriguing to me, um, because I know you mm-hmm. um mostly. Um, and, and I know, I feel like I have, hmm, let me put it this way. I feel like I have a pretty good insight into your heart, like who you are and what you care about. Mm-hmm. And you, you, in, in my opinion, you really care about other people an awful lot more. Well, for one thing, an awful lot more than myself. <laughs> just, 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 I don't know. I that's a whole other conversation. We well, can argue it, that one. Well, we I, uh, an awful lot more than most people that I come into contact with. <laughs> let me put it that way. Like you really do care about people. It's it's genuine. You know, like I think that you would be the same way whether anyone was around or not. And I've it's a tremendous. You have a tremendous amount of integrity, and I have a lot of admiration for that. And and that and that comes through in your topic, which is. Ethical storytelling through photography. Mm-hmm. What talk about that for a second, just here at the beginning, so that I have or anyone listening has a good idea of what it is that you're referring to. Well, the I guess the topic idea came up um, as we were brainstorming, and one of the things that um, that I started doing years ago was doing workshops. I mean, photography workshops. I've been doing those for a while. I mean, that's part of my my shtick, but we mm-hmm. started doing these other workshops that were charity workshops, workshops with purpose is what we call mm-hmm. them. And so we go, you know, third world countries, we take photographers and we go for the pure purpose of donating our services. And one of the things that I started to learn that really impacted me was that we go over with one idea in our mind of how we're going to tell this story, you know, how we're going to make the most powerful images that are going to when, you know, people over that's going to make them donate money, that's going to make them believe in this cause. And you get there and sometimes the story isn't what you thought it was. And Mm. what do you do? Do you capture those images that you thought you were going to get and still put your, your imposed story on it? Or do you really capture what's going on and tell a, tell a truthful, um, possibly a more ethical story? And I think that's something that leaves a lot of room for discussion is, 
is ethical truthful? Is truthful ethical? Are they synonymous? Um, are they are they always one and the same? Are they always is one that, and the same? Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah. And then yeah. and then where's the line? You know, when you want to be the best photographer, you want to do the best for your client. Um, but does that mean crossing that ethical or truthful line in order to do a better job, maybe to do a service better? Okay, I, I see. So that so you mean even back here, just in general with with your clients? Yeah. Too. Yes, it, it can be. It started me. It started me thinking about how do I approach it with my clients and my and advertising. You know, I think there's. I think there's pretty obvious lines we all have as photographers. You know, I've always said in my mind, well, if a cigarette company asked me to do an ad campaign for them, I would turn them down because I don't believe in promoting that. You know, and I have no judgment about people who decide to smoke. But for me personally, that's not something I would want to help promote with my photography. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like mm -hmm. this pretty obvious ethical line that I wouldn't cross. But, yeah. but that line becomes blurry when you start talking about well, I'm going to go tell the story of needy children, but I'm going to portray them more needy than they really are. Or maybe I'm going to portray somebody who's not needy and say that they are needy. So that it's so a great it image. An, it yeah. becomes an exploitation. An exploitation sense. in a sense. Uh -huh. yeah. But I think there, there's a blurry line because you can be somewhat truthful or maybe your intention is truthful or maybe you think it's truthful, but if you don't dig deeper and find out what is the real story of this person that I'm photographing? Is the way I'm portraying them really, truly the way it comes across in the image is, is what everybody else sees the actual truth. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper. I think that's something to discuss too as photographers is how, di how deep do we dig before we present mm. these images or do we just mm. put them out there, you know, and say, well, everybody fend for yourself. What do you think? You know? Well, do you think it's fair to say, so this is, coming to me right now do you think it's fair to say that you can't paint with too broad a brush i mean is it is it case specific to some degree uh yeah i think it case specific context specific plays a lot into it context specific yeah maybe that's that's maybe that's even what i'm trying to say better yeah i um, think if you let's say that separate the the example of say going we're going to thailand and and next monday we're going to thailand and mm -hmm. we're going to try to tell the story and help organizations to prevent child trafficking mm -hmm. all right so let's take a hypothetical situation say we go and i see a, a kid standing on the side of the road and maybe his mom is right there with them and we get out of the van and we our translator says, oh, your kid's so cute. Can we take a picture of him? And they, she agrees, and she even signs a model release. Mm -hmm. And then now we start taking pictures of this kid who's got mud on his face. His hands are dirty. He, maybe he just ate a chocolate bar, right? He's walking yeah. down the side of this rural street, and we photograph him. So all you see is this dirty face and an empty background, like he's, he's dirty and all alone, mm -hmm. Right. And that's the image that we put out there. That's the image that we sell. That's the image we give to the organization saying, here's an example of what children are going through for your campaign, for the campaign. And right. they're like, wow, that's a beautiful, that's a perfect image. The child yeah. looks so needy, mm -hmm. you know, like that's really going to be a heart tugging image. Mm -hmm. And yet the reality is he just had a dirty face because he was playing in the mud and his parents standing right there outside of the frame. And he's not an orphan. He's not needy. He's not dirty. He just right. looks at it at that moment. So, right. Is that ethical for us then to use that image when 
it's being helped. It's used to help other people. It's used to help a cause. It's it's not necessarily exploiting him, but it could be if he's recognized. People think, oh, this poor kid, when he really isn't in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. So it's an do, does it's do the ends justify the means in that scenario? Right. 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 And you know, sometimes I think photographers, a lot of times, we go and we say, well. Um, it's a powerful image. It's helping our cause. It's not hurting the kid. It's not, you know, putting him in a, in a degrading. Well, that's, that's, I guess that's debatable too, but maybe it is, right? Maybe it is degrading, but, mm-hmm. uh, they signed off on this release. They knew what we were doing. Um, so is it okay? It's helping my cause. It's helping their cause. You know, we could justify that in a sense, any money that we raise is going back to their village, to their, to their people. You know, uh, so have, does that justify have, it? Have you run into like do you, in your travels and in your endeavors? Does is this something that is is a thing often? I mean, is it for 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 you or or for everybody? I mean, is it like a is it something you guys discuss? Yeah, it is something we discuss because it it does happen quite a bit that we take images that may be out of context, mm-hmm. but they're, they're amazing images they're powerful images and the organization wants to use them. And we've already signed everything off to them and agreed to give them all the, all the photos. And mm-hmm. even in organizations, sometimes the images go down the line through, okay, now it goes to the marketing manager who gives it to the whoever right. person. And they don't even know, where they have no idea. They have no idea no. the context of this photo, but they say, no. oh, that's a great image. Let's throw that with right. our child trafficking ad when the, the kid may have nothing to do with child trafficking. They weren't trafficked. How is it any different from advertising in general? Uh, it's, it's not really. So I'm, I'm just asking. I mean, I, yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with, there's an objective there when you're advertising something where whether you're trying to sell it or whether you're just trying to put it out there um, for people to know about it and give it exposure. Yeah. But it sounds to me like um, it's no different in, in that way, but it, but are there just certain circumstances stances where you feel maybe some sort of conviction because of what the subject matter is? Yes. And I, I guess, well, I'm thinking about the difference between advertising and say a situation like this, which in a sense is advertising, but I guess in a the, sense, the way that we separate in our minds is I think most people inherently know that most advertising is bullshit. Right. Right. We know those models yes. don't look like that. We know they've yes. been Photoshopped to death and those ads, we know that they are hiring people to say stuff for them that right. absolutely is not true. Mm-hmm. And we know that. And yet we still fall for the ads. Right. <laughs> no yeah. Matter. You're still like, Oh, I still want that. I still want that because you know, they yeah. use Jed as their spokesperson and I love Jed. Yeah. So I'm just going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jed didn't even know he, he endorsed this product probably. No, 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 it is. It is interesting though, because I do see the parallels. Um, but I, I, for me, that's why I think I wouldn't be able to paint it with a broad brush because I think it would come down to, what it was, who was involved, mm-hmm. what what was the end game, right? Who's the audience, the target audience? I think I would ask myself those questions. Right. Maybe, you know, like for what you're doing specifically, 
On one hand, it would mean an awful lot more to me that it was legit and authentic. And on the other hand, because it because what you're doing is so important, I think to myself, I might be like, you know what? We just need to get the best content we can right. for this. Um, be, because what we're doing is such a big deal. We're not trying to sell shoes or hair product. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to save people's lives and, yeah. and, and kids lives. So it's like if if this image works and and this kid happened to come from an upper class family and that's chocolate on his face from a Hershey bar that he just ate rather than a bunch of mud then so be it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean I I guess what I'm saying is I'm split. Yeah. And I think I would and I think I would be split every time. Yeah. Well, let's let's turn it like from the consumer. Say you you open up those letters in the mail, right? That's asking for donations. And you read this letter and you're like, you know, I'm not really, I'm not moved by this. I donate so much already. I don't know if I can donate more money. And then you flip the letter over and on the back, there's this picture of this kid that just tugs at your heartstrings. It just moves you to tears. And you're like, dang it. If I can help that kid, I'm in. That's what I mean. And you donate. And then you to find out later, you know, the news comes out next week. All the photos were just stock photos. They didn't come from anything that they were working out. This organization's blown. But they're still doing it. They're still donating the money, but they, they've just realized that they're not ethically raising for their cause. Now, how would you feel? Would you feel like I've as, been as taken? the consumer? Yeah. Probably. Or would you be like, well, you know what? I gave money to a good cause. I don't care if I was coerced into it. Un- you. You probably just described my first and then my second thought. Uh-huh. So my first thought would be like, what? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And then my second thought would be, hey, you know what? It is a good, it is a good cause, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, because at that point, it, I think the thing that would, it would raise a red flag to me and that I would think to myself, if they're shady on the front end, I'll use that term for lack of a better one. If they're shady on the front end, what's going on on the back end? Is the is my money re- is my money being used 87% of it for administration costs? Right. Whatever that means. Right. You know, I I think that again this is just coming to me now as I go through this scenario, but I think that would happen. Uh-huh. But I would I would probably be in a position where I would I would think to myself especially depending on how much I donated, you know. But I would probably be in a position where I'd be like, it's it's a good, it's still a good cause. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're using the money well. Proper. And if it's not that kid that gets it, it's another kid that really needed it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yes, I, I agree. And I probably I think I would go through the same process. And yet there there are people, and we know from lawsuits that happen all the time that don't quite think it through that way you would feel completely taken and misled and would say i'm going to file a class action suit because i was misled and that's where their focus goes so so would your advice in general be for people that are involved in creating and providing content to just be as legit as you can be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this context, in the context of 
especially the charity, the nonprofit realm, I think yeah. it is important that we as photographers try to be as legit as we can be and to to convince the organizations that we're working with that the images should be used, you know, make sure we give them enough information about the image and the context on which it was taken under the circumstances and provide that information. So we're encouraging them to use the images responsibly as well. I mean, you can't control it, obviously. They're no, at some point when it's out of your hands. It's out of your hands, right? It's just out of your hands, right? Yeah. But I, I think we do have a responsibility to to capture those powerful images and to give them the proper context and, um, and know that if you, if you don't, that it could be used in the wrong context and either be okay with that. And I'm not here to judge anyone to say you should or shouldn't. Some people may say, Hey, it's powerful images. Uh, if they can use it, they can use it. I don't care what it, what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's up to you to decide, but to, to be clear, at least to think about it, I think is important for photographers. So transition it back. So I, what I'm hearing you say is it's a, you think it's important for professional photographers when they're working with somebody in this context to encourage authenticity. Mm-hmm. Is that a authenticity a and doing all that you can do to provide the proper context, and that could be context. Yes, as simple as you know, uh, putting the proper description in in the metadata of your files mm-hmm. when you when. Mm-hmm. When you're processing them, you know, I put information, the model information, the metadata about where it was taken and all that mm-hmm. in the in the file so that right. it stays with the image and they, they have yep. the choice to look at this or not. Yep. Um, and sometimes that's all you can do. But if you do nothing with it, if you just put your, your copyright, your name in there and send it off to the world, then who knows what it's going to be used for. So, so there's a dil- there's a due diligence there. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. That makes sense. So tra- can. Now switch it to uh, the home front, so yes. to speak, and yes. what we're doing. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. More. So it, I guess this whole process over the years started me thinking more about um, how ethically, how accurately I portray even advertising and my clients, portrait clients. And I know that's a really sticky one for a lot of people, a lot of people who are all about, you know, retouching the hell out of them and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more, you know, yeah. the better they look, the more they're going to buy. Right. And other people are like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll do a little retouching, but not too much because I want them to look real. Right. And I guess you, you'll have clients for both, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to decide where you, where you're going to fit in. But, um, years ago when I was shooting a lot of weddings, I sort of made a conscious decision to not over retouch my images and, I would have clients, you know, I didn't have clients who said, I look fake in my photos. It was always, I look very real, very, very natural. And sometimes they'd ask for more retouching, um, in which cases I would, but I made a, an effort to kind of, re- to hold back a little bit from over retouching photos so that I didn't portray them in a false light. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and sometimes too, it's not just the false light that's the issue. I get what you're saying, but it's also... Over retouching can just flat out be bad retouching. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Just... You know, it, where the catch <laughs> the catch lights are laser beams coming out of their <laughs> eyes, and, and you know they <laughs> they start to look like an X Men, and you're like, what is that person going to shoot me? <laughs> yeah. No. Or and They've their skin's made out of aliens. plastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's so I, I get what you're saying though. I, on the other hand, uh-huh. um. 
I, I think I, I still, I still want to go back to the case by case basis. At one point we had a client that the, where the mom wanted all these photos done of her kids. She didn't want to be in the photos. Mm. And of course we, we do what we can to encourage the parents to be in the photos as well. So we, we coaxed her and she said, yes, she relented. Um, and I, I knew who this was and she had a larger nose, right? And she's self-conscious about her nose. Yeah. That's, that's all it came down to. So I took the liberty in post that <laughs> just used the pinch tool and the yeah. liquify move tool a little bit here and there ever so slightly. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't like shrink her nose down to anything, but she <laughs> came in and saw the images and and you know what maybe this is a confession i didn't tell her mm-hmm. i don't even know if i i don't even know if i told vicky <laughs> and and she said these are the best images that anyone has ever taken of me and she just bought and bought and bought and was, and was crying and was madly in love with them and i never told her uh-huh she she doesn't know to this day now she and does well i'm not, <laughs> definitely not gonna say names but you know I, and i've done that with other things, with other people in other situations, yes. ever so slightly, mm-hmm. kind of like your retouching philosophy, which I think in general is our retouching philosophy. We do have a product that is over retouched. It's more of a painterly without being painterly type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in general, I don't want someone to look like they're made out of plastic. Yeah. You know, but so just. It's funny that bit. people people still want that. I mean, I can't say that I don't want to look better in photos than I do in real life. You know, it's it's that funny thing with our egos that I just want to look thinner. I don't. I, mean, I, <laughs> you know. I am not afraid to take fifty pounds off of myself in a second. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there is an actual Photoshop tool you could use for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't even think twice when it comes to presenting myself ethically. Or, yeah. or not. Yeah. I'm extremely unethical when it comes to what I look like and what I do to yeah. myself yeah. in the digital realm. So, so. It's a, that's a good point, you know, for both of us is, you know, like I think my face is crooked sometimes, but I, <laughs> so I'll try to push one eye up or something. No, I really, I actually don't. <laughs> I try not, to, try not to look at pictures of myself too often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I get it. But it's a, it's such a, an interesting concept of our egos, our personal egos and, you know, why we want to portray ourselves differently than we really are. You know, why, why is that? And are, are we, have we contributed to that as photographers creating images that are always or usually portraying people in a light that you might glimpse for a split second, you know, if out of the corner of your eye, you look at somebody, they look that way. But if you actually stood and stared at their face, they don't look that way. So are we saying, well, we're, we're realistic because we caught what they would have seen in the glimpse if they'd squinted their eyes and we shook their head back and forth. Mm-hmm. They would have looked this beautiful in real life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we captured that. We sliced that time down and, and caught that. So does that, is that okay as photographers, you know, and, and why... How did it get to this point where we can't be comfortable just portraying ourselves exactly as we are? Well, what else could it be but vanity? Yeah. I'm I'm asking, really. I 
vanity and, and ego. Right. Like a, it's pride. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Yeah. And so are we complicit in that? Are we complicit? Are we inherently complicit in spreading and inflating that vanity, pride, ego? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I look, look through Facebook for a second. Look through your Instagram feed for a second and see what people are posting. And yes, the vast majority of what people post, their, their subjects look fantastic. Yeah. But a lot of them have had an awful lot of work done to the images. Yes. You know, and, and maybe we're saying, is that always a good thing or can that be a good thing? Or what if it's not? Right. Well, I think that's, uh, that's powerful. What you said, are, are we complicit? Did, did we even start the whole thing? You know, uh, as photographers for advertising going way back to the, whatever, thirties, forties, fifty, whenever photography started, photography was what was the tool mm-hmm. that, photo- that advertising used to make people look better than they really were to make a product look better, to make a scene look better, to make a, a place, a hotel that you're trying to sell people on look better than it is when you walk in and look at it with your own eyes. You know, how many times have you seen pictures of a Airbnb or a hotel and you're like, God, that looks like an amazing place. And you walk in and you're just kind of like, Oh, all right. Well, it's nice, but it's, it's nothing like the pictures. I mean, how often has that been said over and over and over? Oh, it's nothing like the pictures, you know, read, read the, read the what orbits reviews or the Yelp reviews. And you can <laughs> yeah. see that. Those, that didn't look anything like it did on the, on the website. Yeah. You know, or yeah. that sand was actually dirt or rocks. Or, you know, <laughs> there's, there's no white Sandy beach there. That's actually happened to me. Yeah. Incidentally. Or there's a picture of so, a white sandy beach that's about eight feet wide and that's all you get, you know, <laughs> but that's what you, you believe is the entire beach all of a sudden. Right. Right. Or, or there's a picture of a white sandy beach and it happens to be a mile and a half away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you're not even in the, in the property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in a sense, we as photographers started the, the whole thing, you know, or we gave fuel to that fire anyway. Uh, yeah, certainly that. Yes. Yeah. No question. Lots of fuel to that fire, is, I guess, is what I'm insinuating. And so I, so what do you do? I mean, is it is it essentially it's on everybody to kind of it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's a lot of it's subjective anyway. Or are there are there lines that can be drawn? And if so, who draws them and who decides where they get drawn? I mean, what what yeah. do you do? Well, yeah, that's a great question that I don't know that I have the answer to, but it does make me think about like what something you just said about who, who decides where the line is, I think is a, is a great discussion for just ethics in general. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Who decides what's ethical, what's ethical for you, for Jed may not be ethical for me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and where do we get that? Is that because of your parents or your church upbringing or your family? Or is that something you just came from reading a very special book? All of a sudden you decided, oh, this is the way I'm going to live my life. Right. You know, and. Like even earlier when you were talking about not photographing uh, cigarettes for a cigarette ad campaign or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you said, I, I, you know, I'm not going to do that because it's not ethical. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not ethical for you. Right. But there's a lot of people who like to smoke. Yeah. There are a lot of people who like to smoke who believe it does nothing 
bad for your health for the environment and and <laughs> right. I, who am i to say right. that did it that i'm right and they're wrong right I mean, right i right. as much as i don't like it i do respect their their right to choose and to decide for themselves and to, and to come up with their own ethics which is hard because we're always judging people through our own filters right i mean yes every time i'm judging your ethics even though i'm trying to be <laughs> fair about it i'm still judging it through my filter and you're judging yeah. mine through your filter and the rest of the world the same way it's not going to come out well for me if you're judging my ethics. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I know some of your deep, dark secrets, and I still love you. So. <laughs> I, know, I know it. That's why you're such a good man. <laughs> I tell you what, this I'm probably going to be thinking about this on and off for quite some time. You've, you've, maybe I have more questions for myself now than I did before we even started the conversation. And yet I think to myself, maybe that's the point of the conversation. Yeah. I think that that would be the biggest takeaway for me is that this conversation got people thinking, mm -hmm. thinking about right. where they get their ethics from. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we self-examine, that we look at our, our own lives, our own thoughts, our own beliefs, and think about where we got them from. Do they make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. where we got them from. And then how am I applying that? Whatever I decide is true for me, how am I applying that in all right. aspects of my life, my work, my right. photography, my relationships, everything, you know? I like it. So. Well, and now I'm thinking about it even more. Hi, talk a little bit more as we as we wrap up here about um, what's going on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> we <laughs> are jumping out of plane to Thailand and we um, take on a group of photographers, me and my good buddy, Benjamin Edwards, who you know mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. who's a giant uh, heart felt mm -hmm. photographer and a wonderful person, individual. outstanding yes. person. And we've been good friends for a long time and work on these workshops together. So we're taking a, a small group with us to, uh, to Bangkok and then to Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. And we're gonna work with um, an organization called The Freedom Story and the hug project mm -hmm. and they both work independently but together as well to to help raise awareness and prevention for child trafficking in thailand and you and you do these once or twice a year is that fair it's to been say about once a year for these workshops about all we can there, there are a lot of work yeah. to put together so about once That's a, a big year deal. right yeah and we've mm -hmm. done uh, kenya in the past and bolivia and this is our third one to thailand and we're looking at maybe um, maybe India or Nepal. Maybe you guys could come Ooh. to Nepal next time. I, I, my wife would probably just take off. I would. <laughs> yeah. She just she just she left. Tell you. <laughs> nope. Yep. Had to go see Nepal. Nepal. Had to go see about Nepal. Yeah. Hey. Um. What? What? Where do people go to find more information? Uh, if you could go to my blog, Kevin Kubota. K-U-B-O-T-A blog.com. And that has links to everything. I have a uh, business website, kubotaimagetools.com. And then Workshops with Purpose is on Facebook. That's our main sort of hangout okay. there. All so right. if you just search for Workshops with Purpose on Facebook, you'll find our, our page there. And um, we'd love to hear, uh, I'd love to hear stories from other photographers who are thinking about their own ethics and what it means to be a photographer. And if you're even in, maybe you're not even thinking about it. You're like, this photography is my business and that's what I do. And uh, that's fine too, you know, but 
to hear those stories from you guys would be great. And also, if anybody's interested in doing something wonderful with their photography in a nonprofit way, um, join us on one of our groups next time. Fantastic. I'd say, did you have bacon today? That's my last question. Yeah, you know, I... I didn't because I was afraid that the bacon breath would come across in some way in this interview. And I was just so worried about that, that I, that I held come off, on, man. but I'm having you know it for lunch. It. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. A day we'll without bacon it, is like a day without sunshine. No doubt. That's a really good analogy. I'm going to use that from now on. Hey, it was terrific to see you and talk with you as always. I look forward to our next meal together and beyond yes sir my pleasure thanks for inviting me say hi to your lovely family from me all right love you bud i love you too brother